and welcome to episode 26 of A Slice of Pie podcast, where we talk about all the great people in Pauley's Island, Merle's Inlet, and Georgetown. My name is Kat Loftus. Thank you so much for joining us. Woo, it's chilly here on the coast right now. It's a little cool outside and lots of wind, but it's not as cold as it is at some of those NFL playoff games where it's below zero. That is really cold and not as cold as Nashville, Tennessee, where my husband will be working next week. So we're still a little bit warmer than a lot of places. Um, and it's not too cold to get outside, especially if you bundle up a little bit. So we don't have a whole lot to complain about. But I sure will be glad when that warm weather comes back in March. Anyway, um, this week, is, we're still in January, and we are still talking about fitness. And I have a good friend on our podcast this week. His name is Keith Brown. And Keith Brown is originally from Greenville, South Carolina, and that's where I got to know him first. Keith went to Eastside High School, where I went to high school, and Keith and my older brother, Mike, played basketball together. Keith was a little bit older than Mike, but uh, they both played for the Eastside Eagles varsity basketball team. I got to play for the Eastside Eagles varsity basketball team, uh, girls, though. And so, um, when I moved down here to the coast and I was teaching school, this was, um, gosh, when I was in my late 20s, um, I was teaching at Kensington Elementary, and Keith Brown came in to bring some teacher cadets from Georgetown High, and I said, hey, what are you doing here? And he said, well, what are you doing here? And so he had moved here, obviously, before me, but it's kind of cool to meet people that you knew earlier in life that had also moved to the coast. So Keith had moved down here to the coast, and he was working with Georgetown County School District. It was good to meet back up with him again. And Keith has always been into fitness and health and sports and athletics. And still to this day, he still takes great care of himself and is still physically fit. And he has uh, a, he's a cancer survivor, and he's lived through that. And he just is a great friend to have if you need to get fit or have motivation to get fit and take good care of yourself. So I hope you're going to enjoy listening to Keith Brown talk about what he does every week and some of the things he enjoys in life and why he likes living on the coast. So sit back and enjoy episode 26 of A Slice of Pie podcast. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us on our, our Slice of Pie podcast this week. Absolutely. Um, you and I have known each other a long time. A long time. Let's don't say how many years oh, exactly. It is a long time. It's a great number of years, but it's been yeah. all good. So um, I remember you back when you were a super stud athlete at Eastside High School. Well, I don't know about super stud, but <laughs> I was an athlete at uh, Eastside and had so, a good career there. Well, what are some of the sports you played at Eastside? Well, I played baseball um, up until the 10th or 11th grade. And then I said, well, I'm going to concentrate on what I think I might have an opportunity to play at the college level. And so I played football and basketball my senior year and um, had a couple offers in football and a few offers in basketball and decided to go the basketball route. Yeah, you went to Erskine, is that went, correct? Went to Erskine, played basketball at Erskine for four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's in Due West, South Carolina? Yeah, Due West of who knows what. What? what? Yeah. what? Right in the middle between Anderson, Greenville, and Greenwood. Okay. But, that's where Due West Yeah. Maybe somebody will figure out that mystery one day. Yeah. But anyway, well, we're glad you joined us. I remember because my brother Mike mm-hmm. uh, used to play basketball against you. He's a little bit younger than you. Yeah. Joe Moore played with you. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Joe comes down here to the beach every now. And yeah. Now. We we usually have breakfast when he comes down. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And shout out Joe Moore if you're watching. Um. So Joe, first I'll tell us about where you were born and where you were raised. Um. Uh. Where you live now and. 
Okay. So I was uh, born in Greenville County, and uh, we lived there for several years. My dad got a, a job uh, and moved to the Charleston, uh, Johns Island kind of area for a year or so, and then he went back to Bennettsville, South Carolina. Oh, gosh, my mom was from that area. Yeah, and my sister was actually born in Bennettsville. Is that right? And then we came back to Greenville and uh, built a house in um the right off East North Street uh -huh. down in the Taylors area uh -huh. and I uh, grew up there from the second grade, January of the second grade, so the second semester on through I graduated high school. Uh -huh. So I went there and then went to Erskine and um, I met Angie at Erskine and we got married in 1980 and we have uh, two adult children and their spouses. So I have Jessica and her husband Bradley, and she has two little ones, Ryan, who's a third grader, and then Blake, who's 18 months old. Yeah, and, and I then, think Ryan um, has Miss Stephanie Johnson for She him. has Miss Stephanie Johnson, who was on your last podcast. That's yeah. right. So if people haven't seen that, we'll go back and catch Miss Stephanie Johnson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A great teacher. Mm -hmm. A great teacher. And then we have uh, Brandon and his wife, Heather. Uh -huh. And everybody lives in Pauly's Island. Uh, one's two and a half miles from us, one's four miles from us. So it's great to have all the family here. Now, Jessica is an assistant at uh, All Saints School, and uh, Heather, I mean, uh, Bradley works for the school, for the dish, for the uh, dealership, okay, um, yeah. Coastal Nissan Chevrolet, he's used used car department, and then Brandon also works at Coastal Nissan Chevrolet, he is a general manager area, uh, in, in the managerial area on the Chevrolet GM side now, and his wife Heather is a travel agent for Walt Disney, anybody want to take a Disney trip? I love seeing their social media. They are just so funny. They are uh, funny. Little things they share. Mm -hmm. um, and then Brandon, Brandon's done a lot of great things on his social media with the dealership. But mm -hmm. Let's talk about um, the dealership for, the, for a little bit. We are talking about Coastal uh, Chevrolet Nissan, correct? And Cadillac. And Cadillac, okay. Mm -hmm. So um, Angie, your wife, was originally an English, correct? Correct. Okay, so she and David English are brother and sister. Right. So um, when... Miss, as Miss Betty got older, those mm -hmm. Angie and David were started. Yeah, when when Jim passed, Jim English in 1990, he's the one who started the dealership, got the dealerships down here. When he passed in '90, it, it sort of put Angie and David in the spotlight of okay, now you got to run it. Because right. uh, Betty was had worked there in and out of there, but those two um, were the ones who had to sort of take on the reins, and so they did that. And, uh, so and. Um, a lot of times David was over on the Chevrolet Cadillac side and Angie would be the Nissan side. Right. Correct. Right. And then um, as your children have grown up, as all the cousins have grown up, then they've come into the dealership also. Right. So on David's side, you got Brooke. Um, and James. James. And what does Brooke do? Um, she's the dealer principal. So when David finally says, all right, I'm not coming back up here anymore, Brooke will be the one that will be the dealer. She's been doing a great job. And she's been doing a great job. And then James does. James does use cars, uh, generally on the Chevrolet side, but they, they, he and Bradley both can work either side. And Bradley is Jessica's son. Correct. And then your son Brandon, mm -hmm. he used to do the Nissan side, but now he's on the Chevrolet GM Cadillac side, right? So it's, a, it's certainly a family dealership, right? And they just seem to all get along and do a great they do. job. They do. They do. They've got along all you know ever since they were little kids, and so they growing up in the dealership and knowing all about it so they're working and, and have a great time together such a great family i bought uh, most of my cars there just mm. because or, or i can just i have to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably a smart idea. yeah that's a good idea it's a good idea yeah so anyway um but you moved here and 
I, then I came after you because mm -hmm. what year did you first come? We here? came to Georgetown in 1983. 1983. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you first came here, what was your job? Uh, my first job here, I was hired over the phone by Samson Hughes as he was the principal at Rosemary Middle School. Uh -huh. But my first job it was here at Rosemary Middle School, and I taught PE and health, and I coached basketball there. But I coached football at Georgetown. And then the very next year, uh, I was transferred to the Winyaw campus of Georgetown, and I taught physical education health there, and we started the weightlifting program. So when you walked in um, our Peace Subbies office today, you saw Hampton Peace, mm -hmm. and Hampton was trying to remember if he knew you from Winyaw, if he knew you from Georgetown High, but he said he knew you from one of those times. Oh, yeah, he, he, he knew me from both, yeah. <laughs> so you've met a lot of people uh, being at all the schools. So, yes, yeah. so you started the wrestling program? No, not the wrestling, the weightlifting program. Weightlifting. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. So later as we continue to talk, that's what I really invited you here for today is to talk about your health and fitness routine and that you are really uh, dedicated to your weightlifting and to mm -hmm. your working out. And people are using people talk about that you're a strong, good fit person. Um, so I got out of school in 1984. That's when I got to Clemson. But I didn't come down here till '91, mm -hmm. and um, I was working at, at Kensington Elementary. Okay. I was working out in one of the trailers, and there was a knock on my door, and here comes um, a young guy in with a couple of teacher cadets, and it was you. And I said, "Kid, I appreciate you saying that young part. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> you were young. I, well, I was young, so you must have been young. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I said, Keith Brown, what are you doing here? Because I remember you from Pizza Hustle. And you said, well, What are you doing here? Mm -hmm. So I believe you were in charge of the teacher. I was doing the te teaching the teacher cadets class at Georgetown High School. And so as they would go out and do their internship, so to speak, I would go and observe them and get them situated. And... Okay. So when is the first time you became an administrator at one of these schools? That was um, 92, 93 school year. Okay. And I was at McDonald Elementary. And I was there for five years. Were you the principal? No, I was the assistant principal. Assistant. Okay. Who mm -hmm. was the principal? That was Eve Moyer. Oh, I remember. Eve Hayes now. Yeah. And then what happened after that? And then after that, uh, I became the principal at what used to be Old Beck Middle yeah. School. Yes, and changed to Georgetown Middle in 2001 when we moved into the new building. That's right. So I was principal there for eight, nine years, something like that. Well, so one year I went back to teaching and I was teaching um, reading. Reading? So, yeah. And um, you worked for us over there? At so the uh, you were my principal over right. there. And I only got to work for you one year because then I was all over the second child. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That was quite an experience mm -hmm. uh, teaching at that middle school, and I thought you did a great job running the school um, because it wasn't easy, and you, there were a lot of different situations you had to manage over there. But I thought you did a great job. There were a lot of great teachers. Well, there. we had we had a great team of folks that came together, and and we we focused in on what we wanted to get accomplished, and I think we did a good job with it. Yeah, and you're very good about staying in touch with that whole staff. I mean, mm -hmm. You kind of keep everybody updated on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, so, and then from Beck, where did you go? Uh, after that, well, we became Georgetown Middle School in, right. in 2001. Okay. And then in 2004, I uh, went to Waccamaw High School. Uh -huh. I was the principal of Waccamaw High School for the next four years. Yeah, you stayed there a long time. Are you sure? 2000, mm -hmm. what time? 2004 what? to 2008. Okay. In 2008, um, we, had, we had got a lot of great uh, recognition because we had a great staff and a great bunch of students and parents and the volunteers. So, we uh, certified as an international baccalaureate school. That's right. We were um, Palmetto, Palmetto Gold, and we were Palmetto right. um, Finest that, that year as well. Uh -huh. 
I thought it was the, it was the great, your red carpet school. So. I remember when you were at you uh, won Palmetto Sinus because it's not like, I mean, you must have done, gosh, Keith went out on top. He did won all the awards. And then I mm-hmm. think David came in. And he did. But, because um, I think one of my children was there when you were there because the kids, the student council or somebody had a teach, uh, t-shirt printed up. Oh, yeah. And it was talking about great reasons to be a student at Waccamaw High School. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, was because we call our principal Bowflex or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah they called you both flex because you mm. didn't have, you know, you were good at weightlifting and working out. Yeah, and I had, I had, I had the both, I had a both commercial. I actually was on an in, one of the infomercials. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And what happened was in, let's see, about nineteen ninety nine or so, uh-huh. um, I was watching an episode of the Montel Williams show somehow during the summer, and um, he had a guy on named Bill Phillips. And Bill Phillips was big fitness guru and he had he had written a book body for life okay and so he had him on there and bill phillips had uh, all kind of competitions and stuff and lots and lots of prizes and money but montel then after he had him on he issued a challenge he said now i can't give you the millions of dollars that bill phillips has and the cars and all that kind of thing he said but what i can do is offer you an opportunity to come to new york be on the show and we'll do some fun things up here so he issued the challenge. He told us how to do it. And so I entered the, that challenge and I was one of seven winners. Wow. And so I got to go to uh, New York and they, they flew us up to New York and put us up in a nice place and fed us the whole two or three days that we were there and uh, got to appear on the Montel Williams show. And uh, Richard Thomas was coming off as I was going on. Uh, John Boy Walton. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Uh, of course, Angie loves him. So she got to meet him. Uh-huh. But we had a good time uh, with those folks. And then... Uh, during the course of that show, he was interviewing the different folks on how they did it, and I told him that I did mine on my Bowflex, and so he was intrigued about that. And uh, um, at the end of the show, Bill Phillips uh, was to draw one of the names of the seven people out of a bag, and that person was going to win another trip. And Bill Phillips said, "I can't just draw one; they've all done a great job." So all seven of us won a trip, all expenses paid, to Jamaica. So we got to go to Jamaica. When I got back from Jamaica, uh, I got a phone call, and a lady said, I'm representing Bowflex. We saw your, your interview on Montel, and we want you to come to Atlanta and be a part of one of our infomercials. So that was fun. I got to, I got to go and do that. So that's where all, all the Bowflex things came in. Okay. Well, any listeners out there that don't know what Bowflex is, will you describe what the Bowflex system is? Well, the Bowflex uh, uses power rods. There's a series of power rods, and then you have a cable that goes up, and you hook to the power rods depending on the amount of resistance that you want. And, it, you know, it's a bench. And if you look up online, you Google Bowflex, um, you'll see all kinds of different things. Most of what they've been doing lately has been the treadmills and uh, the select tech dumbbells and things like that. But there are some great machines still out there. I remember, so it's, it's basically exercise equipment. Right. Used for resistance um, right. training, correct? Correct. And so as you, I never understood the Bowflex. And if you adjust it, like, would it be comparable to... Um, lifting some kind of weight? Would be, would be well, it's resistance. It's yeah. resistance. So the, the power rods that come with it are 5, 10, 20, 30, 50 pounds of resistance. And so when you hook up, you can hook up one or two or three or a multitude of different um, arrangements to, to get to what you know, need on there. And you can do all kind of different exercises, anything from bench press to leg press to squats to... to um, curls and shoulders and you can just do all kind of things on there. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So 
So your first brush with Bane was on the Montel Williams show, it sounds like. Mm. But then you also are a big fan of Andy Griffith, Andy Mayberry's show. Right. Talk to us a little bit about that, how you came to such a big fan. Well, let's see, two, I've always been a, a fan growing up of a show, and then as I got into college, you know, you had three channels, and one of them happened to have Andy Griffith on there a lot. So that I got to be a little bit more entrenched in it. Then in 2009, uh, 2009, I think, um, one of my friends from Westminster, which was my very first teaching job, was my first few years there. You uh, Westminster, South Carolina. Westminster, right South Carolina. Yep. Oh gosh. And uh, they said they're getting ready to have a festival called um, Mayberry Comes to Westminster, and they were looking for somebody to come down and judge the Aunt B and Opie lookalike contest. Okay. And I said, well, that would be fun, you know. He, you know, was a fan of the show, and so he said, well, dress up like some kind of a character. I went, I don't know, you know, what to do with that. So I started looking around, watching some of the shows, episodes, and I thought, i got to find somebody with a mustache because I don't want to shave for this event. So I found Colonel Harvey, uh -huh. who was the old Indian uh, elixir salesperson, uh -huh. and got Aunt B all tiddly uh, while she was on there, thinking that she was getting something that was going to make her feel good. And it did, it did in some ways, I guess. That's funny. But I became uh, Colonel Harvey in 2008, 2009, I think uh -huh. it was. And I've been doing that ever since. And since then, I've traveled... Um, you know, to Indiana, to Alabama, um, several places in North Carolina, and uh, up here uh, as Colonel Harvey several times a year, and we get, we get yeah, we get paid and room and board and things like that to come along so, with it. So it's fun. Do you ever was that filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina? Where was that show filmed? No, the film the show was filmed in California. Oh, so on the set of the Desilu Studios. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it it appears to have been filmed like yeah. in the country. Yeah, now there's some there's some country scenes out there. Um, but they used some of the surrounding areas uh, in, in there. I have no idea why I thought that show took place in North Carolina somewhere. Well, because Mount Airy, oh, Mount Airy. is his hometown. Okay. And his hometown. That mm -hmm. is in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. but, um, and that's where the big festival is. The last full weekend in September every year is Mayberry Days. In Mount Airy? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if people want to go up there and take part of that. Oh, it's just, yeah. And, but if you do it, you, you need to get reservations early because I think at the parade last year, it's like 48,000 people at the parade. Uh -huh. um, is anybody from that original cast still alive? There are a few, uh -huh. uh, mo more of the younger ones, but there are a few like that are saying. Uh -huh. uh, Ron Howard has not been, and now his brother Clint, who played little Leon, he's been, he comes several, he's been several times. Uh -huh. uh, he's, a, he's a jolly fellow to uh -huh. get to hang around with. Margaret Carey uh, is 90. I want to say three or four or what five years. Play? Margaret played a couple of uh, episodes where she was the wife of the guy and the Christmas episode. And she was also in another one where they were being evicted from their house by Ben Weaver. But she was the third. But now Margaret's claim to fame not only is that, but she was the original live model as Tinkerbell. Oh. So if you look her up on uh, Google or somewhere, you'll see that she is Tinkerbell. Just so say her name one more time. Margaret Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y. K-E-R-R-Y. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'd love for yeah. somebody to compare And then Rod, the, the Dillards, uh, the, the old mountain group that came down and played the music. Mm -hmm. uh, Rodney's still alive and around. And uh, Maggie Peterson, who was um, Charlene, just passed away a year or so ago. Uh -huh. And uh, two, or th maybe three years ago, uh, Thelma Lou, mm -hmm. who moved to Mount Airy to live. And she just passed away two or three years ago. Is there a Facebook page, like a fan page? For that? Oh, there's lots of them. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is there one in particular that's better than another that you think is more people? No, I mean, if you if you go in there and look for Facebook groups, um, uh, Mayberry After Midnight, uh, The Andy Griffith Show, 
Um, but there's, there's just so many um, good ones. And there's some, there's some sites that I help run, imayberrycommunity.com. Uh, I help run that site. Well, it's a good, wholesome, happy oh, show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't really have shows like that here. Right. Um, okay, so so we've talked about you went to Eastside High School, and then you went to Erskine, mm -hmm. and then you um, started in your education career. Right. Um, and that now, at this point, we're talking about you had made it to um, Waccamaw, and school had won a lot of awards. Mm -hmm. And then you left, and what year did you I retired from there in 2008, and um, didn't know... I was hoping to be able to do some consulting and some things like that. Didn't really have a, a plan. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine that had a private school in Charleston wanted somebody. So he asked me if I'd come and come down there and help them get accredited. They had a young uh, private Christian school, but had not had a headmaster there long enough to be able to do the accreditation process. So I went down and we did the accreditation. So we did we did the ASCSI, which is the Association of Christian Schools International. We did that, we did that um, accreditation along with the SCISA, which is independent right. schools, and the SACS. Uh -huh. So we did all three of those at the same time School and got them accredited. Is that mm -hmm. I think that's impressive. That's South yep. that's so, Southern, Southern Association of Colleges and Schools at that time. And now I think it's changed to something a little bit different now. But yeah, so, but we got all three in the same year. Okay. And um, and the school grew, grew, grew it with other numbers of students. And um, it became a you know, really good place. And, we actually, the year, uh, the last year I was there, we were named the Palmetto School of Honor, which is comparable to the Palmetto's finest in the public school. So is that school still in existence? Mm -hmm. What's the name of it? Cathedral. Cathedral? Academy. Mm -hmm. Is it in Charleston? Mm -hmm. North Charleston. A lot, of Charleston. A lot of schools in Charleston, period. Mm -hmm. um, then you came back up to Georgia. They came back up and um, they decided it was time to come back and be home. Angie was still here and we were going back and forth on the weekend and that just got to be uh, taxing on, on everybody. So I uh, came back up here and Dr. Dozier said, we're getting ready to start a technology department where we're going to be getting computers and getting computers in the hands of teachers and students. And he said, I know you have done a lot of stuff with that. In fact, when I was at Georgetown Middle and when I was at Waccamaw High School, I was also the webmaster as well as the principal. So um, he offered let me come up and do that, and um, I, I loved it and worked with some folks, great folks over the years in that, and we were able to go out and teach teachers how to use the computers and uh, make make it good for their kids and not just something to play on, but you know some good lessons uh, integrating their different subjects. And so we did that for I did that for about ten years or so. Yeah. Do you do you do any internet consulting now? You should because you know a lot about computers. Um, I don't necessarily do internet consulting. Uh, I do run uh, a web pilot website called um, Key Leaders in South Carolina for, Key Leaders. for, for physical education and health. Uh -huh. uh, and that's a, an independent group that, that um, works throughout the Southern, I mean, the Association of uh, Health and uh, PE and Recreation and Dance. So I run that site for them, but um, I don't consult so much as that with that part. I do meet with some different folks um, across the state with um, different things that they need. You're very comfortable uh, with the computer. I mean, mm -hmm. you know how to make PowerPoints. I didn't even do PowerPoints anymore. You're very good. At I don't know if they, a lot of people do. Some some people still do them, but I use, I do Google, most of the Google stuff now. Google Slides, mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, I think being a teacher, you have to stay up with technology. Mm -hmm. And um, so I feel so comfortable using the Google Docs and the Google Slides mm -hmm. and the Sheets. And 
um, which my children were using before me. I was right. just sticking on Word. I didn't want to leave Word and Microsoft, yep. but um, Google's just so easy and yep. it doesn't cost anything. Right. I mean, people don't realize that you don't have to have Word on your computer to right. do a, um, make a document, a Word document. Yeah, they limit the amount of storage space that you have now. Right. And of course, you can buy more, but um, there's plenty of storage space on there in what they allow you to have to be able to do day to day. It's amazing. It, it really, really is amazing. But I think if I had a question, I, I would feel comfortable calling you if it was a well, software. Yeah, some, some, folks, some folks in the school still do, even though I haven't done that in two years. I would give you 20 bucks to help me solve my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know you were like 20 bucks, yeah. right? So, anyway, well, that's good to know. But what I really want to talk to you about is your health journey. Um, mm -hmm. you, I know you've been weightlifting. But you had a little bump in the road mm -hmm. that happened around 2018. Right. So you uh, you were diagnosed with cancer. So you want to tell right. us a little bit about that? Uh, two, uh, 2018, and of course, all my life had been uh, working out and lifting. And uh, I actually competed um, deadlift and bench and squat and things like that for years. Uh, did not do that as, so much um, after I got into administration as I did when I was still teaching and coaching. But uh, 2018, uh, I was in the yard working and doing all kind of, you know, just cutting grass and trimming and all that kind of stuff. Just was really tired. Uh, the next day we were going to leave to go on vacation and uh, I just did not feel like driving. I usually drive and I just I couldn't eat. I didn't feel like eating. And so we got to our place uh, in North Carolina where we we're going up in the mountains. Uh, and that I noticed that there was, uh, when I got that night to take a shower, there was my right leg. Uh, had red splotches all up almost to my knee, um, like a like a starburst of blood vessels had yeah. had gone off in there. So we went to the hospital. I thought maybe it was a clot. I uh, ended up staying on being on vacation and being in the hospital for several days. They took a, a, one of my lymph nodes out of uh, my groin area, yeah. and um, um, all that rolled around back to when we got back into Polly's Island. And then after uh, a few days, decided we had to go to MUSC because I, I was not getting any better. And um, was there the end of July. And then on August 7th, they finally decided, uh, or they finally had figured out what it was. And it was a T-cell lymphoma. So on August 7th. And then so he said, we'll give you a few days to think about what you want to do. I said, I don't want to be thinking about it for two or three days. Tell me when you can start treatment. And they said, well, we won't do it tomorrow because we got to get stuff together. I said, okay, well, let's do it the next day. So August 9th, I started, and I had so much water weight on me, and and the, just the cancer was, uh, I weighed 302 pounds. How much do you weigh so, right now? 237. And you weighed 302? 302. Because when they weighed me water? before, I had so much uh, fluid and stuff on me from the cancer. Okay, so um, when, you get the, when you hear the word cancer, what was your initial reaction? Well... You, you never think it's going to happen right. to you. you, are, you and and I'm thinking, I'm healthy. I've been, you know, I've, I never uh, even used my deductible on my insurance all right. the years that I've been until, right. of course, I got to use it then. But it uh, it just sort of floored you. But at the same time, you got to think, I, I, I've got to get a hold of this right now. I've got things to do, places to be, and, and people to do. How about Angie? How'd she feel? She was, uh, of course, you know, devastated as I was, but at the same time, um, what a trooper. She was just um, the right hand and stood by me and never left the hospital when uh, I was in the hospital. She stayed right there. And, of course, all my, my children were back and forth to see me as well. Shout but, out Angie Brown. Way yeah, to go. She, she was a rock. She was a rock. So 
the diagnosis or the prognosis, did they say you have so many months to live? You might no, live. they said it was a, in a later stage than they had hoped. But, um, you know, it, with it being a blood disease, you don't really have a stage one, stage two, like you would seeing a size of a tumor right. grow because it was everywhere. And so they put me on a protocol to do chemo. Mm -hmm. And so I did chemo. I did nine initial treatments every two and a half or to three weeks. And then um, at the end of that year, they said the best way to help fight it and prevent it from uh, doing a reoccurrence is to do a, sim a stem cell. Yes. And so December 17th uh, and we're still, 18th. We're still in 2018. We're still right? in 2018. Okay. December 17th, they said, they came down, or I came down, and they uh, put me on a machine that extracted my blood out, spun it, and kept off the stem cells. And then, stem yeah, cells, right? Yep. And then they cleaned it and froze it. And they said to me, that oh, it's going to take about four days, at least four days, maybe five, but for the most part, it's going to be about four days. And I said, listen to me, you turn that machine on high and I'm going to grunt because I've got things to do and places to be. And it's my wife's birthday tomorrow and I need to go, we're going to go celebrate and, um, and Christmas is coming up. So let's do that. And they, they laughed it off, you know, well, two days, um, I was there the second, that's the end of the second day. They called me and said, Hey, we got everything we need. Wait a minute. I thought, cause my sister went, has gone through lymphoma. I thought they extracted the healthy stem cells right. and then they gave you high doses of chemo. Is that good? Well, that was the, that was part one. The part two was the day after Christmas, I came back and checked in and I got really, really high doses of chemo from the 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. I got the rest on the first and then on, on December, I mean, on January 2, they put all my stem cells back in. Yeah, so you, but you have to stay in the hospital because those high doses of chemo kind of obliterate your immune system, right? right? So you can't be around these germs. Right, and then I had to live in Charleston for a month right. after that. And we so, stayed at the Hope Lodge. So at the hotel until Hope Lodge came available, and then we moved over to the Hope Lodge, and I walked over every day and got blood tests. Um, what's the Hope Lodge? It's a, it's a American Cancer Society-funded um, um, place where people who are traveling from out of town and, and have a place to stay and live while they're going through treatments and recovery. Do they have to pay to stay? No. Uh -huh. Kind of like a Ramadan house yeah. for adults. Right. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay, cool. Um, so... So they reinsert your healthy stem cells. Right. From what day? January what? January two. Two. And how long does it take for them to start growing back? Well, they start they start pretty quick, but at the same time, now see now I have a brand new immune system, mm -hmm. and so I had to start back over with all the immunizations that young kids get. You know, three months, six oh, months, wow. the mumps, measles, all the things that the kids had to get when they were growing up. I had to start over like I was a little kid and get all those. Yeah. And I, and I actually, I, up until December 26th, pretty much all of my hair was was, stayed, was in, yeah. stayed in. Uh, but then after those six or seven doses, by uh, New Year's Day, it was gone. It all was of like it. super mega doses, right? Yeah. Mega doses. yeah. And so, um, but listen, that didn't bother you, Doc? Well, um, I did not have a lot of side effects uh, other than the hair falling out. I was tired, so I mean, sometimes... The oxygen, you know, I needed a little bit of extra oxygen. But for the most part, uh, every day I went down to the little fitness area and worked on the treadmill or the exercise bike or something every day while I was you were there. still working out while you were mm -hmm. receiving your chemo. Okay. Yep. That's determination. Yeah. Did you feel poorly? Um, I did not feel 
poorly when I was working out. Um, you know, generally after the chemo, that day or that evening, you know, it was it was sort of hard to build energy, but the next day I was okay to do. Okay, so 2018, now we've gone into 2019, you've got your stem cells back. Right. How long did you stay at any I stayed there for a month. A month. Okay. At, the, at the Hope Lodge. Uh, and they gave me, they said, well, probably be about the 30th of the month before we can let you go. And um, so, you know, we, we had packed up for enough. And the 24th of January, of January that same month, they said, um, your, your immune system is reacting very well. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to let you go home. And so we got to go home about six days earlier than they thought. And so I stayed uh, out of it uh, as far as away from people and so forth. Uh, anybody that was had a sniffle, they didn't, they didn't come by. But we had a lot of people, you know, a lot of visitors come by. Um, some, a lot of people from my high school days reached out. Um, my college buddies, there's about 14 of them that we keep up with every, all the time and have been getting together every summer. Uh, since 1979, uh -huh. I think we've missed about five years uh -huh. of not getting together. They came uh, so many different times and either sat with me so Angie could go uh, off and, or go home and get you know get refreshed or something. They would come and stay, and or they come to the house. Friend. I'm telling Great you, friend. they're just they have just been Did absolutely people incredible. Have their masks when they came to see you. Um, if if they if, I, if if they felt like they were not doing it, if I went out in public, um, like to the store or rode somewhere we went out to eat somewhere we would try to go earlier we'd go go to a movie uh we'd go to like to the two o'clock show where there's not gonna be a lot of people and i would wear a mask yeah uh, and we'd i'd wipe down everything all the seats i'm a team fanatical about so wiping you, down so you were ready when covid came you knew what to do oh right? yeah i already <laughs> I already had the mask and uh you know everything all the wipe downs yeah so 2018 you're diagnosed uh you got treated uh and stayed in the hospital beginning of 2019 mm -hmm. and then um so you got better. You weren't working at all. No, and um, let's see. I think it was around uh, September, October or so when they had homecoming uh, at Wakama High School. And Adam George, the principal at the time, asked uh, me if I would come, uh, if I was able to be able to be the 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 the, the, lead, the lead the parade, be the marshal of the parade. And so I said, love, love to. And so I was able to do that. My son drove me, and and we, I was able to do a marshal. And while I was there. Dr. Dozier was there, and I said, listen, I am bored at the house, and I can't go in, uh, but can I do some stuff from home or from the office? And he said, absolutely, let's get you, let's get you going. So That's great. That, yeah, that that, great. so that was, that was something good. And I had a hat, um, I didn't have any hair, right. but I had a hat from all four of the attendance areas. Uh -huh. So uh, I would be online, and they would put me up on their smart board, right. and I would teach some kind of a lesson to the kids that, for the different teachers that were there. And uh, if I was uh, teaching over at the Rosemary Middle School, I had on an Andrews hat. Right. If I was at Carver's Bay, I had a Carver's Bay hat. You know, walk them under Georgetown hat. And just had to carry them with me when I went. But, you know, the, all, all the schools were, were great about it. And uh, walk them intermediate especially. Um, they had a uh, mustache Monday <laughs> kind of a thing. And everybody in the school wore a mustache that day. And, and a lot of people over there. They had to make and, you feel good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I still well, have those pictures. You know, well, great. Well, okay. Yeah. So how long did you stay away from everybody? Um, I think every time that I went down to the doctor, uh, he said, after the, uh, he would say, do you have any questions? I said, yeah. And he said, it's the same question you ask me every time. I said, yeah. He said, no, you can't go back to work yet. No, you can't go back to work yet. But in March, he said, yeah, you can go back to work. So but just March don't. March of 2020? March of 2019. I'll say March of 2019. 
January. Yeah. In February, March, I could go back to the office, but I couldn't go to the schools. Right. And so I would go to the office uh-huh. and just be in the office by myself because Mark and Doug and Jenny were out in the schools. Right. Uh, or if it came to it, I could be, I could just be from home. Okay. So then you had a pretty healthy year for 2019? Pretty, yep. Pretty good for 19. Okay. And then 2020, did you go back to the school district office? Were you, down, you were there mm-hmm. then? Yep. Okay. And then all of a sudden we start hearing about COVID mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year and that kind of shuts everything down around March. I think right. it shut down. Right. Um, and we had to all sit home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go home. But you know what? Technology played such a great role during that whole time because we could right. teach the children um, from our desk at school. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't ideal. But it wasn't it was, ideal, but it was, but it was a great solution to. Uh, it was the e-learning. Yeah, e-learning. And um, and we were able to. Were you doing sort of, a lot with the e-learning? I was doing a lot with that. In fact, Mark Prochette uh, and I were uh, responsible for the Georgetown County School District e-learning, all of the stuff that we had to do. From that. Did that seem overwhelming at first? No, and in fact, it was. Um, you know, we were excited about being able to have that opportunity to get back with the kids in some kind of a way. Uh-huh. So we were teaching teachers how to do that and how to use Google and create an assignment, send them an assignment, or even individualize an assignment for somebody and send it to them, and you know, how to, how to offer it their web pages at the time to, to make it good. You know, as, as teachers, we all learned so much during that time, and, and I'm using some of those skills now, Keith, because mm-hmm. um, as I do this podcast, sometimes when I interview people, I have to do it um, remotely. They're in one location, and I'm in another location. Right. And I learned to do that mm-hmm. during COVID. Because yeah. you taught us how to do that. You taught us how to record the session. Mm-hmm. So I'm still using that skill set. Thank you so good, much good. for that. I appreciate that so much. Okay. So are you still working for the school district? Um, I'm I'm fully retired, uh-huh. technically. Mm-hmm. But I still do several projects for the school district. So I do the first team program. And that runs through all the elementary schools. But we take the fourth graders to the actual golf course. And we were able to get back to doing that this past year. Or this in this uh, past fall. Uh, so I do the first team program. I do. Uh, we wrote several grants, and we had um, a big grant that we got through the Healthier Alliance, uh, two hundred and twenty-one thousand dollars. It went to all our PE teachers, That's and awesome. they divided that by the awesome. number of students that they have. Uh, and then uh, the Fitness Gram is a program that we have to do state mandated to test our young people, and we test them in second, fifth, eighth, and then the PE one, like whether it's ninth or fifth. And they they do it's a cardio. Um, cardio test, uh, push up, it's sit ups, it's um, it's sort of flexibility. So they do those five or six different things, and they have to record a before and an after, and then they go back to DHEC, the State Department. They run a report off of that. So I do all those, and now I teach CPR. Uh, I help. I'm the liaison for the PE teachers. So same thing coming back and forth, and I run their website and their Google page. And if, uh, if there's a need to teach CPR, I go back and teach CPR. You stay busy. I think, yes, I think you like staying busy. It is. It's, I love staying busy with it, yeah. Okay, I really invited you on here, Keith, because uh, it's January 2024, and um, we want to talk about health and wellness and fitness, and I know that's always been a big part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. How long did you start making, how long ago did you make that decision, I just want to work out every day, I want to be healthy? You know, when I was in college, uh, we were we were trying to, I was getting into working out a little bit with, with a friend of mine in Greenville, and then... Um, when I went back to Erskine, Erskine really didn't have a facility to do that. So we went over to one of the local high schools and several of my roommates, several other friends started going over there to work out. And after that, when I got out and went to Westminster as my first teaching job, um, I was able to work out in the weight room they had. 
um, the second semester. Were we at Westminster High School? Or Westminster High School. Okay, okay. Actually, Westminster High School Middle School. Uh-huh. And uh, at that time, they had fifth graders mm-hmm. on that campus. And then the intermediate campus was off somewhere else. Wow. So uh, anyway, they uh, I was able to do that. And then we had a teacher that left. And, and they moved me into the PE department because I was in the I was teaching science and biology uh-huh. my first year there. Uh-huh. So okay, um, so then you and Angie got married, and mm-hmm. when did y'all move to Pollard? Well, we moved to Georgetown oh, in '83. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you were working out when you came here. Where did you work yeah. at first when you came here? Um, uh, the Winyah Fitness Center on, downtown on Front, on Front Street. Street. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Is then. That still- I don't think it's still, it's not there. Uh, I think he still has some stuff that he, yeah. he does somewhere, but I'm not sure exactly yeah. where it is, but they were they were good with us, and we did that. And then, of course, I had the high school that I kept building that weight room up at Georgetown uh, High, at Georgetown high. Okay. and we had uh, so many of those young people that did really well when we went to competitions, and uh, a lot of them still work out, lift, even back from the 83, 84, 85 season, they still say, yeah, I'm still working out, Coach. Okay, so but you so you were working out at the Georgetown High gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then when you came to so after Georgetown High, did you go to Beckham? I went to after Georgetown High. I went to McDonald Elementary, uh-huh. and that's when I was going back and forth to the fitness center at Winyah Fitness. Okay, and then into, at uh, Beck Middle in Georgetown Middle, I would still go back over to the high school from time to time, uh-huh. but mostly at, at the Winyah Fitness Center. And then I, that's when I got into the Body for Life, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and got the call. Is that a family. book, Body for Life? Yes. So you can Body for Life, Bill Phillips. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So then when you were at Welcome High, where were you working? Um, sometimes at the weight room there, okay. and, and a lot of times at my Bowflex at home. I get still the Bowflex. Yeah, flex. still the Bowflex. Very, yeah. very famous. Yeah. And, um, you know, recently Welcome High installed a new one. Yeah, all, all four of the high schools uh, have a new facility for their weight rooms, and they're all very nice, you know. So the student athletes should definitely take advantage of that. Uh, definitely take advantage of it. There really needs to lot, be a lot more education about the importance of weightlifting and resistance training. Because right. As a female, I did a lot, little bit of that at uh, Eastside High with mm-hmm. girls basketball. But women are have always been so worried that they're going to become look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. But that's not really the truth. No, if they don't have the testosterone that that the men have, and uh, you know, it's very very nice of it to see somebody that works out and is very shapely uh, and very feminine. Right. Um, and the guys, you know, they want to bulk up a little bit. And, and some some of them, when they get older, they don't care so much about lifting heavy as we do yeah. about just staying in shape and doing a lot of rep, a lot more repetitions. So so that balance with uh, a, a good diet. That you have, and I, I know that uh, Stephanie Johnson was talking about the macros, and, and I don't, I don't necessarily have done so much with the macros. I do watch the carbs and the sugars and the different things that are there. I try to eat right, but I do a lot of fasting. Uh-huh. Uh, my personal self, I, I'll, I'll do, do a sixteen and eight. I do the intermittent fasting. I do sixteen and eight. So and what so, does that mean? So, so sixteen hours, uh, I will have nothing. Okay. And then during the eight hour period, I will eat. Um, when is your eight hour period? Start? It starts about eight o'clock at night. Uh, this is when I'll start my fasting, and then I'll go till two o'clock in the afternoon, the next day before I'll eat anything. So you'll eat from two to eight. And from two to eight. That's mm-hmm. just six seven. Yeah, six to seven hours, somewhere in there. Wow, not much. So, are you, but you're drinking water. And yeah, drinking water, oh. and water is very important to all that uh, as well. And eating the right things and putting the right things in. Uh, are you gonna have a donut every once in a while? Yeah, somebody's gonna have a donut every once in a while. And, you know, that's just. You, you do things in moderation and you don't overdo it when you go out to eat. You try to get healthier things when you're out there and just 
take care of yourself, especially uh, the older you get, like you know me. Um, it could it could climb on you pretty quick if you don't if you don't let it. Do you drink coffee? I drink decaf only. Decaf. Do you drink any alcohol? I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. Okay, so that's probably good. Yeah. Interesting how healthy you've been your whole life, and you still somehow manage yeah. to get some cancer coming into your body. Yeah. I, just, I wish you could make it just. Yeah, because I've never smoked ever. Uh -huh. uh, I never never had a drop of alcohol. Never never did any drugs of any sort, mm -hmm. and yet yeah, had found okay. a way. But it probably helped you. Mm -hmm. You grow through your journey, yeah, and you're you're you're, you're blessed uh, that the Lord has brought you through the journey. And you know, and I I told him a couple of times, you know, in my prayers, I say, listen, um, uh, if this is going to be the end, you know, go ahead and take me on because I'm ready. Right. But if not, when I wake up in the morning, give me a story to tell. Yeah, I and like I, that. and I've been able to to go and speak at several different places to do that. But you know, God just brought us, God brought us through, and and we're grateful for it. You have any, um, okay, let's just talk about for just a second. So, where do you work out now every day? Um, either at, either on the Bowflex uh -huh. upstairs or at the Heritage has a, a fitness center. So, you and Angie live in uh, Heritage Plantation uh, mm -hmm. neighborhood in right. Palm right? Right. They have a gorgeous clubhouse and pool room, mm -hmm. uh, fitness center there. Right. So, you go there and work out. Right. Do you have any buddies you ever work out with, or is it mostly by yourself? Mostly by myself because, um, just different schedules and times of the day uh -huh. that that I can go and do that now. Um, and I I sort of got my routine down and I know what I'm going to be doing and how long it's going to take me to do it. And I don't spend a lot of time socializing back and forth when I'm at the gym with different people. Um, you know, I can do 45 minutes or or so, and then if I keep it intense and move it along, um, I don't I don't take two and three hours to get it done. But you know, again, my goals are different than they would have been. 20 years ago when I was lifting in competitions. Are you doing cardio or weightlifting? I'm doing both. Okay, so uh, have you worked out yet today? Um, a little bit this morning. So were you doing cardio or weightlifting? I was doing, um, I was today this morning I was doing bicep, tricep, shoulders, and when I get back home I'll do um, abs and legs, and then I won't do any tomorrow, I'll do cardio tomorrow, and then I'll go back and lift again the next day. Wow, so all today you're going to get, all the whole body, you're going to get your mm -hmm. arms and your legs. Right. And, uh, right. Okay. I mean, I some, uh, Arm, leg, chest. I'll, I'll do all of that today, and then tomorrow I'll concentrate on cardio. Try to get you know eight to ten thousand steps. Or my knees are not what they used to be, so I can ride my bike, um, and I can ride that a long way and, and do that. Or um, during the summertime, I'll swim a good bit, and uh, um, I'll, but I can walk. You know, can't do a whole lot of jogging with bad knees anymore. Swimming is a great exercise. Yeah. It's just the perfect. The only thing I don't like about it as a girl, I don't like getting my hair wet and having my face in the water, but I swam on swim team, right? Right. In Greenville, there were so many yep. swim teams, so I did swim on swim team growing up. And do love swimming. Yeah. And my husband, Pat, he like to swim and bike and walk. He mm -hmm. does all of those things. But you do weightlifting one day and then. Yeah, I do three days. I try to do at least three days a week of, of strength training. And then three days a week of cardio, and then one day a week I usually don't do anything other than just walk around and try to get you know three to five thousand steps a day on on that day. Um, and that might be the Bill Phillips day called he calls that a free day. So it might be that day that uh, I decide to eat a couple of three desserts and more than I would normally or or something like that. But I, I don't go overboard. Yeah. So um, do you have any goals for this? 2024, anything you want to try to do differently? Well, um, um, from my 2022 
cancer checkup, uh, I weighed 247. And this year, I weigh 237. So next year, I want to be 227. And I want to try to shape up a little bit more of it. I don't know where you look. It looks like that's trying right now. Um, but once you started your cancer treatment, I want to get back. You lost all that water weight that came off mm -hmm. of you real quick. Mm -hmm. um, I've had right. it. I had to actually have it uh, extracted several several times. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the favorite things you like to do in Paulins Island? What's some of the benefits of Paulins Island? Do you think? Well, I love being close to the beach. I don't get over there as much as I would like to, um, but it's just a so just a. Uh, lower, um, it's not stressful to be uh, here to, for me. I, I don't think it's stressful, but um, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a slower, uh, what they call it, arrogantly shabby uh, yeah. and slower paced um, kind of a thing. But you now Angie is um, able to get back and forth to her work very quickly and, and have both my children here and the grandchildren are here. And, you know, I told my daughter one time that if I'd have known that having the grandchildren was going to be this great that I'd have had them before I had her. And she, what, what do you, what do you say? No. So, but, um, you know, love love, oh my God. But tell me your names and ages of your grandchildren. Uh, Ryan is nine and Blake is 18 months. Ryan's a boy? Ryan's a girl. Ryan's a girl. Okay. And she's, how old is she? She's nine. Nine and she's in third grade. And then Blake is 18 months. 18 months. Okay. But, and, and then that, those are Jessica's children. Correct. Is Brandon going to have any grandchildren? He, he says he is. I'm waiting. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah, to be seen. Okay, well, gosh, um, is there anything else you'd like to tell anybody or share or Well, it's just, you, you, you pick a goal, and it's not about perfection. It's not about, you know, it's about staying with something. Um, stay, it's about progress, not perfection. So, you know, everybody's not going to have the, the same results that everybody else has, you know, males, females, older and uh, younger. But just get with the program, stay with it. Uh, ask somebody to help you with something else every once in a while. Change up your routines. Change up, you know, give up, give up sugar, give up um, caffeine, give up some things that you know might be there. Give up alcohol. You know, I know people who've given up alcohol and lost all kind of weight. Yeah, you know, so I've heard a lot of people talking about dry January right now. So, right. You know, just even if you think you can't do it all year, maybe you can try it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and just do things in moderation in, yeah. in your meals in moderation. When Angie and I go out to eat, we usually split a meal. But there's just so much on that plate. Well, yeah, now I can split a meal because you're not just not as hungry as you yeah. used to be, I guess. Uh, right. But yeah. And eat eat several meals during the day. Don't if you're not doing intermittent fasting like I'm doing, but you know, like every two and a half hours, try to eat something that's healthy for you. You know, get your good get your good protein, get your you know, just like Stephanie was talking about with her macros. Yeah, Stephanie Johnson has just done a great job with yeah. this. I'm just so thrilled seeing her progress. Mm -hmm. I know she's gonna keep going. Do you keep up with your um, calories or anything like that? I used to do that, um, but now I just make sure I'm eating in in moderation and I uh, get my water and I don't try to overindulge in things that I know are not, you know. Do you weigh yourself very often? I don't. You don't weigh yourself? Um, that's, I weigh myself. I don't think yeah. Of course I have, but I don't know that it does any good. I just don't do that. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, you for having me. You think one time I could come visit you and watch you work out a little certainly. bit? Certainly. Okay. Certainly. We might yeah. need and if you want to you want to get a program going, I'll get you started on one. I, I might need your help with that. Thank you so yeah. much. And gosh, and we just, before we started filming here, we had a lot of great memories to share from Eastside High yeah. School. Gosh. Um, yeah, I'm still involved with Eastside. I'm still involved with the Booster Club there and the Booster Club you? with a couple of schools around what here. What was that great uh, reunion they just had? It was, we called it Eagle Legacy. Uh -huh. And we had um, different 
uh, eras or different decades uh -huh. that were came and were represented. Uh, they took us out on the football field. We had, they had a lot of giveaway prizes, and uh, it was just a good tailgating kind of reunion. We only had about 240 or so, uh -huh. um, but the athletic director up there wants to do it again, and the principal wants to do it again. They want to make it bigger, and they're going to help push it. So we'll we'll see about this coming year. So for our listeners, Eastside High School is located in Greenville, South Carolina. Right. And uh, I went there, and my brother went there, and he was there. And I had the best teachers. I had some the great teachers. The best teachers. Yeah, they were great teachers English there. English and math and science. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I remember Miss Miss Braswell. I remember Doctor. I had Ruth Jackson. Ruth Jackson. Oh, Miss Austell, Kathy Austell. Austell. Kat Austell. She was so good. Yeah. And Miss Barker was English. Miss Barker, yeah. Yep. And Mr. Porter was the science. Yep. Toby Porter. Um, and then we had a lot of good history teachers. Miss Potts. Miss Potts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think now, of. I'm trying, trying to remember the art, art lady's name, and I can't all of a sudden. But it's only been a couple of years since we've been there, right? That's great. And then, of course, we have a couple of incredible people that live down here, like um, Ellen Garino that I was teaching Ellen. with. Mm -hmm. Ellen, she was Ellen West, and she went to Eastside, and then okay. um, I was roommates with a lot of Amy Newman, who used to be Amy Jerome, mm -hmm. and then another girl that comes with me, Militia, she's Militia Durkee now, but she was in West Point. <laughs> just so many people. Christine, Christine Dibbs, is, uh, she's a real estate agent, I, I forget is which, she? uh, she, she's just moved down here, uh -huh. so she was a couple, three years behind me. But she just moved down here, so there's some there's some folks around from East Side. A lot of around. great uh, East Side folks. Just yep. um, I remember Cheryl Bailey, who's Cheryl Collison now, mm -hmm. and I think I think they come vacation down here some. Okay. And um, but Angel. Angel used, used to be Angel Theodore. She's out. She, and Drew. Okay. Yeah, she she married uh, Walt Collison. Walt Collison, that's right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all those great people. Um, we just really had yeah. a great time. Yeah, it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, before and all the coaches that were there I had our great coaches, and, and still keep up with the head soccer coach from there Ryle from Hoover. years ago, because yeah. Ryan Hoover and Bill Stedman was my baseball coach, uh -huh. and Harvey Tankersley was my basketball coach, and John Carlisle was my head football coach, and uh -huh. so I, I still keep up with all those guys. And talk to them about it. every two weeks. I talk to them. Yeah, I think Linda Goyak was my basketball Linda Goyak, coach. Linda Yeah, I played for her. She got started as a ninth grader, and I love playing basketball. And then um, there was a lady that was a student teacher with her that used to live down here, but she recently passed away. Um, but anyway, she was one of my student teachers when I was at Eastside High School. Just so many great memories from there. Yeah. So I'm so glad we got to uh, see each other again down here yeah. in Georgetown County. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do that. Absolutely. But anyway, I thank you for joining our show. Thank and you. I, and I hope to catch up with you again real soon. Yeah. Thank you, Keith. All right, bye-bye. Um, listen to Keith and all the great things he's done for our community. He's been uh, a principal at so many different schools and he's done such great IT work with the school district and is still doing some work with the school district. Um, still taking good care of himself. He and Angie have a great life together um, here in Paul's Island. They love spending time with their grandchildren. Um, so he's just a great guy. You, If you know Keith, you love him. He and Angie are great people and I was just so delighted that he would sit down and chat with us about what his life has been like and um, 
what he's so grateful for and why he likes living here on the coast. Uh, next week, we'll have another great guest, so we hope you will join us again. So thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Right outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country.